Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you doing, sir? Good, Mike. I don't... Did we have spring this year? I feel like we went straight from winter to 30-degree summer weather. Yeah, no crap. Like, today was so freaking hot. Like, I didn't go outside to do anything besides take out the garbage. Right. I see, I, I, I don't want to come across as complaining, because I would rather have this than sort of the ice-cold May that we were having. Right. But, but yeah, goddamn. Yeah, well, it was funny, because it was like, oh, there was one nice day to take William outside and play, and then it's like, oh, now it's done. Now it's way too hot to be outside with him, if you don't want him to pass out. That's right. Yeah, I got to get that water table and that sprinkler set up. Yeah, well, we got the water table set up, except that I find that the water gets very dirty very quickly. <laughs> yes, well, that's how she goes, I guess, sometimes, right? Yeah, so, but yeah, no, he, we get a few opportunities before it got like 30 degrees, which was like 33 degrees or something like that today. Heat warning advisory, in effect. Like, Yeah, it's crazy. I was not expecting to have my air conditioning on already. That's for sure. <laughs> well, that's what we were joking about the other day. I went from having my furnace actively running to my air conditioner on, like literally overnight. It was crazy. Ridiculous. I think we had a, like a few hours break where the furnace was off. And then it was like, oh, now it's gotten too hot. And then the, the air conditioner came on. Yeah. So, Mike, I think this this heat, though, has identified the worst slash scariest part of parenting, and that is putting on sunscreen on your child. <laughs> okay. Is it not? Right? Because, you know, obviously they need sunscreen on these, these super hot days and sunny days and that kind of thing. But it's the worst because they don't often sit still. And it's also the worst because you, I don't know about you, but I'm paranoid of like, missing a streak down their arm right, right and then all of a sudden they get like second degree sunburn <laughs> yeah know? yeah no i i understand that i understand that my biggest worry when i'm putting sunscreen on him is that he's going to eat his sunscreen ah there's nothing wrong with sunscreen is there i mean it's a sunscreen for kids you think they would have set it up to not <laughs> do that kind of a thing <laughs> you know it's not poisonous because it's for children because yeah. children are dumb enough to eat it well, yes, children are dumb enough to eat everything. Let's not kid ourselves. It's true. I mean, my kid tries to eat like blocks and, you know, all, all sorts of other things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that's to me, that's that's terrifying. I hate it. And then, you know, because Tiff's at work all day. And so I discovered something about Ben. He definitely takes after his mother because when he gets really hot, he turns like like Coke can red. Okay, so he's not he's not sunburned, but he's just like hot and sweaty and whatever. And I guess it extends to his arms and stuff as well, because his arms are turning red. And I'm like, there's no way there's no way I sunburned my own kid on the first day. And I'm like, I I kick Tiff is going to kill me. I can't I can't possibly have done this already. You know what? It sounds like William is in the same camp because I definitely put him outside and we and I did his arms and stuff, but he was wearing a long sleeve shirt because it was still the days when it was like not quite the summer yet sure. kind of a thing. So he had like a long sleeve t-shirt kind of a thing on. And then when I took his shirt off because he got it soaking wet because he was playing in the water table. He had red shoulders and I was like, no, is this shirt so thin that like the sun got him underneath it kind of a thing? Because it right. was a thinner shirt, but I, I guess it might be the same thing because that went away eventually. 
Yeah, so maybe he was just hot. Maybe. Cross your fingers, right? Cross your fingers. Yeah, well, it's a nice change of pace from him always being cold. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ben Ben runs hot in the middle of winter. Like, if you're cold, you just come right up to him and snuggle him, and he'll heat you right up. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. But Mike, he was being Maximum Ben over the last couple of days. Maximum Ben. Maximum Ben. So, basically, what that means is that he's either incredibly demanding uh like kind of like that classic toddler age because that's what he's doing now right like you must do this and i don't want to do that and i don't want to comb my hair and i don't want to eat my food or he is crazy hyper like x games jump off the couch you know do like a 720 flip or some shit like that and you know try to kill himself but there's no in between so it has been uh it's been a tiring few days, let me tell you. As I say, it's been it's been challenging, <laughs> a little challenging. It usually happens when he gets really tired. He had a couple bad naps on the weekend, and I think he just kind of it it all stemmed from that. But yeah, I, so we put him to bed last night early by about like twenty twenty five minutes, and it was like dropping off a dead body. He just sort of like flopped into bed and didn't move the rest <laughs> of the night. <laughs> so it worked out well. But it was a it was a tough day for that really good sleep. Right. So you were kind of starting to worry a little about the whole thing. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Well, you know, when he just flops into bed and doesn't move like that. Well, yeah, because usually you you drop him in and then he kind of sits up and he goes, you know, bye bye or night night or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then he he lays back down. And this time he was just like, (laughs) (laughs) you see his soul escape into the rafters. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Immediately to sleep. Yep. Well, that's good. That's good. What about you, Mike? Do you have any fun stories? Yeah, I got plenty. Is that it? That's all your stories? Uh, the only other story I have, it's uh, back to the lawnmower stuff. It's always he, with the lawnmower stuff. It's always stuff. lawnmower. That's all he asks. We do a tour every day of the house where we look at my lawnmower, look at his lawnmower. You know, we, we admit that grandpa also has a lawnmower, like that kind of stuff. Um, but he's been mirroring me. So when I cut the grass, he stays on the driveway and he cuts the grass at the same like pace as I do. And when I turn on the grass, he turns on the driveway and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty cute. I, I, I quite enjoy it. I got a video of it the other day and it was funny. Your kid and his lawnmowers, man. I don't I know. know what it is. I don't know what it is. I know he is just he's just a working kid. I was raking some rocks today and he had to rake the rocks, too, and, and that kind of crap. So I don't know. It's good good for the future. You know what? Maybe William is on his way to being the same kind of helpful because something that he started to do is, and it, it hit me the other day that this is what he was doing, is he's actually helping with garbage. Oh, nice. Like he would go to the cupboard and he would open up the garbage and like try to, to grab it. And I'd be like, nobody, that's the garbage. That's, a, that's the garbage kind of a thing. And then one day it hit me that he would pick something up off the ground first. And it would always be something like, like a blob of cat hair, you know, like the, I, I would pick up, a, he'd see me pick up a blob of cat hair or something and then go and put it in the garbage and then we'd come back and play kind of a thing. So he would grab, like he would grab food off the floor from by his high chair and then he walks over to the garbage and he opens the garbage and he puts it inside. And I'm like, interesting. Like now this is the new thing that he's helpful with is, is taking out the garbage. But the, the funny thing is, is if it falls on the floor now, it's garbage. <laughs> one of the, one of the cats knocked the instruction booklet to the Google home on the floor and William didn't recognize it as a thing that should be on the floor. So he picked it up and he took it over <laughs> and threw it out. So 
Yeah, so that's that's one thing that he that he's been doing that's surprisingly new. Uh, Wave has become the king of stuffed animals. Oh yeah, he's a big fan now. Yeah, like he we had this one stuffed animal lullaby that he was a big fan of, and that's become like his official stuffed animal. Like lullaby follows him around, right? And and it's funny because we got to the point where we're like, because I, I was having lunch with him and he was eating a chocolate cookie, and he wanted lullaby so badly. And he just smeared chocolate all over lullaby. And I was like, "Hun, I think we need a backup lullaby. And she's like, oh, shit, we should get a backup lullaby. <laughs> so sure enough, lullaby is just like a, a beanie baby, like just a regular beanie baby kind of a thing. Sure. Yeah. So so we figured it would be super easy to get another another one. And we actually found that Giant Tiger sells lullaby. And it's not like we made the name lullaby, the actual name of the fi- of the the beanie baby is lullaby so we found lullaby on giant tiger and they had two versions and we were like no no we want the blue version the old blue version and not the blue and white version well sure enough it arrives and it's the blue and white version oh no so it's like the first time I've ever ordered anything from Giant Tiger online. We didn't even really know that you could actually order I, from I, them. I didn't know either. I always thought it was like a dollar store kind of thing, you know? Yeah, well, guess what? You can order crap off Giant Tiger because that's where <laughs> we got lullaby. I will say they're not exactly accurate with your order because you end up with the wrong thing because we get the wrong lullaby. And it's really funny, too, because we were like, well, what do we do? Because it's not like the idea was to have a backup and it's not the same. And Laura's like... Maybe we just give it to him and hope he doesn't notice. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> He's not going to notice that his favorite stuffed animal is majorly different. You know? Like, yeah. They'll definitely notice. But the one thing that was really funny is because when we got him, we put the other lullaby just kind of in the office, you know, like just it's in, it's just, it's literally right there. Like I'm pointing at it off, off the camera and William came in to see Laura and she picked him up because Laura was working. She picked him up and he looks over and this extra lullaby is sitting on the shelf and he, you can see it in his face. Like, he's just like, what? <laughs> and we're like, oh, <laughs> shit. So when Laura puts him down and I just swiped it and I hit it like immediately and he kept looking back up to the spot where it was and it was gone now. And he was just like, what? What? Like, just very confused. <laughs> That's right. Was I hallucinating? That yeah, this a- glimpse of the second yeah. lullaby up there was was pretty funny. But no, like he he's all about stuffed animals now. Like he he hugs them, and it's adorable that he just grabs all these stuffed animals and hugs them. He tries to hug like four or five at a time, right? You know, like he just grabs them all and barely is able to hold on to them. And and then he'll make piles of them and then roll around in the piles. Well, that's funny. Yeah, so he just loves his stuffed animals. I, I wonder what triggered like the the new love of stuff because he before he didn't really give two shits about them, right? No, not really. No, yeah. like so like, he would have one or two that he would like, and but then he then he picked his favorite, and it was like okay, well the only one he ever wants is his favorite, and then it was like bam, all of them, all yeah, of them all of at a sudden, once. Now he's into it. Oh, yeah, well, that's good. So, yeah, good. so it's a nice it's nice because every so often he he tries to get into the pack and play. Because, like, his stuffed animals will be on the floor, and I'll, like, move them to get them out of the way of the stroller so we can get out the front door or something. So I'll throw all the stuffed animals in the pack-and-play, and he'll come back and be like, uh, uh, like he wants in the pack-and-play because all the stuffed animals are in there. And then he just rolls around in the stuffed animals for a while. And I'm like, whatever. If this is what you want to do for, <laughs> for the next 20 minutes, you go ahead. Yeah, I'm, who cares? That's right. I'll be over here. I'm going to get a drink, you know? like <laughs> So, yeah, so that's one thing that's been going on is he's a stuffed animal kid. Also, he's the the king of busting open his own face. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Does he fall a lot or run into doors or something? Well, he had this the other day. He and I were playing in his room and he's gotten to the point where there's a rocking chair in his room and he likes to he's able to climb up it on its own on his own. Right. So he climbs up on his own and he sits down and he tries to rock himself because that's where we read to him. Right. So he gets up there and sometimes tries to grab a book and stuff. But what he was doing the other day was I was sitting in front of the chair and he was getting up and sliding down and getting up and sliding down and getting up and sliding. And I'm just sitting there waiting to catch him if he falls backwards. Well, he's, he's doing the slide down and he stops halfway. And instead of sliding down the rest of the way, he rolls to the left off the chair and onto the floor <laughs> face first, just, just slap like right on the ground. And I'm like, Oh no. You know? So I pick him up. Like I'm, I'm a hundred percent ready to catch him if he came backwards. Sure. Yeah. The normal way. Yeah. And he just went <laughs> and he just went, voop, yeah, just, voop, you know, like right onto the ground. So I pick him up and he's got a bit of a busted lip and some blood and I'm like, Oh buddy, it's okay. It's okay. He got over it very quick. I just handed him some stuffed animals and he was happy. And then the other thing that happened too, and this is the same day is Laura, when we've been going for walks, Laura brings her her Starbucks like portable cup, you know, like your reusable yeah, cup. The reusable ones, yeah. And and he likes he wants to drink out of it because his mommy wants to drink out of it, kind of a thing, right? Like he wants to mimic. So Laura, she'll finish her coffee, she'll dump the contents as best as she can. I still feel like there's some coffee in there and he's getting it. And yeah, she's he, like he's addicted now. That's what it is. <laughs> well, yeah. And she's like, Well, what's he gonna do with like a drop of coffee? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, what turns out we've had this toy coffee cup like forever. We've had this coffee cup toy and he didn't really care about it for a long time. But now that he's into mommy's coffee cup, he's into his coffee cup. You know, like he's like, oh, this is that. But obviously one of them is not real. One of them is a shaker. It's got balls in it. And the other one is, uh, you know, an actual coffee cup. So he's playing with his his coffee cup and he's walking around the house with it and he's drinking out of it like like full lifting back, leaning back with the, the cup in his mouth kind of a thing. There's no liquid in this thing whatsoever. He, there's nothing, there's in no way, shape, or form can he actually get a drink out of this thing. But he's trying to drink out of it like nobody's business. He trips, he hits the cup into his own face and busts his lip on one of his teeth. So now nice. on his top lip, he's got a bloody lip. So both of his lips in the same day, only like two hours apart, got cut so he's got like cut up lips <laughs> are you guys done your cps stuff right that's now? what i said right like what terrible timing i know if, if we, we, if we can laugh call, about it then i think that's a good joke <laughs> yeah if, if 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 they give us a call he's got these busted lips all of a sudden that's right he fell he hit the chair yeah yeah he fell out of a chair and he he <laughs> he busted his lip on his coffee cup. Yeah, so that'll oh, be fun. Funny. Fun to try and explain during the video calls if we have any more of those. But but uh, yeah, so that's what William's been doing to himself. But I have two updates for you. Sure, let's hear them. About other stories that we've talked about. One of them is I've given up on Doom. You have, Mike. Yeah, it's not what I it's not what I want right now. And I was feeling every time I went to play it, I just felt like I was just like, ah, okay. Like I'd have to psych myself up to play it. And that's not good. That's disappointing, Mike. Yeah, it really is. I'm really disappointed in, in not in myself, but in the game kind of a thing. Like just because it's not. So how, how far did you make it through? 
I, you remember the level that I said I was on? Yeah. I beat that level and then I stopped. Oh, that was it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cause it was just like, I, I was at this point where I was just like, I don't want to play right now. Like, I don't want to play this game. Like I want to play something else. And I thought about it and I actually went back to a game that I played a while ago. And if you remember last year, I was playing uh, Nier Automata. Oh, that's that robot game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, So that game, it turns out I beat it, but there's like a billion endings in that game. And I'd actually only got the first of like, there's there's literally 26 endings. They're they're all named after letters of the alphabet. Right. And from what I understand, letters F through Z are all joke endings that don't actually matter. And you can get them by like saying something stupid like that you'll meet a character and the character will be like please don't kill me and the options are okay and too bad i'm gonna kill you and you'll kill them and then that's the bad ending and that's one of these bad endings kind of things so that's it's not as bad as like you gotta beat it 26 times or something like that uh, but there are five five endings to beat and i only got the first one so i was like you know what i'm gonna go back and i'm much much happier for it i will say like i'm excited to play a game again you know like i when i get get into the game i don't have to psych myself up to play it like i have to ju- i just hop in and, and i'm having fun and i'm blowing up robots left and right and i'm having a great time i am just so disappointed mike <laughs> I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm actually considering I, doing another playthrough already that's how much i enjoyed it yeah i'm sorry i don't know what to tell you yeah. it's just not i'm not saying i don't like it it's just i it's not what i want Right now. You don't like it right now. I got you. Yeah. Like what I'm in the mood for is to be invincible and blow people away. And that's what I'm doing right now in near. Right. I'm a robot that's level 50 and I'm running around just blowing up tiny robots. Well, just put on the cheat codes in Doom, Mike. You can. I've only earned one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right. So anyway, it's infinite lives. That's the only one that I have, right, which doesn't okay. help me in any other way. <laughs> but yeah, so that's 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 where I'm at with with Doom and back into Near. I expect that I'll be playing Near for a little bit. Like I enjoy it enough that I might go for the platinum kind of a okay. thing. And one of the things for the platinum is you have to get all 26 endings. And apparently, once you get to once you beat it the third time. I've beaten it twice now because I actually beat the second time last night. Once you beat it three times, you get chapter select. And that's the the way to get all of the the joke endings is you just immediately go to the spot that the ending is triggered and do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be easy to get through that. So I don't expect to be playing through it too long, you know, probably into June at this point. But, yeah, it's just I, I, it's, Doom wasn't one I wanted right now. So that's not what I'm going to play. Good. Good for you, Mike. Yeah, and, and another update on some of the depressing news that we touched on last week, but it's better news. It's good news. Okay. It's about Dante. Okay. <laughs> he, he, Let's continue, yeah. Well, that sets some expectations. Yeah. Yeah. He still has cancer. That's That hasn't changed. Yeah. But we misunderstood what the vet was was telling us. And it's not so much that the only way for him to get chemo treatment is for us to drive to Guelph once a week. The Guelph option is literally the last resort. There's actually another option. And it was that he gets a chemo pill at home without having to go anywhere three times a week. Oh, that's awesome then. Yeah, it's it's a it's I mean, it's not any different from what we're doing with him already. We're giving him pills all the time as it is to to fight the ulcer that he has. And 
like we're already giving him less pills because of he doesn't need the appetite suppressant anymore or not suppressant. Um, the opposite. Yeah. It's yeah. It's the opposite. I can't think of what the word is, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kickstarter. I don't know. Yeah. But but the steroids are working so well that he's acting like his old self. Like he he's doing really well. The the chemo stuff. Like he's a he's only been on it for a couple of days. I find that the only drawback with the chemo so far is that if he's eating kibble it doesn't agree with him yeah well that makes sense i mean i know what chemo is like from a human perspective so i was curious what the cat perspective like it was the same kind of thing yeah like he eats he eats his wet food just fine like you you wouldn't think there was any difference yeah but if he eats the the dry food then he throws it up Hmm. yeah so we we do our best to make sure to intercept him when he tries to eat the tri. Yeah, I was gonna say, or just that's just a wet that's just a wet food day is on uh, on the chemo pill day. But the thing though is, is that the other two they eat the dry food, and because you know you can't just lock them all in one room and right, be like, okay, here's gotcha. here's your food, and here's your food, and you're in here, and you're in here. <laughs> you can't just label that, and they're like, oh, yep, no, that's not mine. I'll leave yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Especially with my fat chunk of dunks who are like, <laughs> I'm going to eat all of that food, you know? Like, those guys are jerks. Yeah. Like, I, we, it's so funny, too, because Kratos is our street cat. Like, he's the only one of our cats that wasn't adopted as a kitten from a shelter right. kind of a thing. So he's the only one that was like he's seen the mean streets, right? And he eats every meal like it's his last meal. So he's like, oh, la, la, la. and then he would like throw it up because he ate it so fast kind of a thing. Well, because we've been policing Dante's food so much, Kratos isn't getting any extra food by stealing from Dante. Right. And he stopped throwing up too. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> this is win-win, I think. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's great news for Kratos. He's yeah. stopped, he stopped. I, I can't remember the last time he threw up which will be now immediately when I finish this podcast. Yeah, of course, but, uh, but yeah, so, so that's, that's the update there is, is we, we've got Dante on the chemo and he seems to be doing quite well. And I mean, you know, the ultimate way to tell if Dante is doing well is Dante is clearly jealous of the baby and he wants to take anything that he can from the baby. So when we had William at first, Dante would sleep in the crib he would sleep on the change table and uh, he would sleep in his little baby chair kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, William's too big for the baby chair now. So we just gave him the chair. We're like, whatever. It's your chair now. We don't care. You know, well, he's now back into that phase where he wants attention, but we're still paying attention to the baby. So he's after baby things again. So I came out the other night. I woke up in the middle of the night and I walk into the kitchen and I look over and he's sitting in the high chair. Oh, that's actually kind of impressive. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a new one. So I like took him out of it and then he like hopped right back in and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going back to bed. But yeah, that's his new thing is he sits in, in William's high chair. Oh, interesting. I wonder if it's because there's like, that's when William gets food. So he's like, well, if I want a little extra, this is where I'm going to get it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. But the un- one thing that there's a weird side effect of this whole thing is Dante's new favorite place to sit is in front of the fridge and and it came down to this weird thing with like so what happens is when your cats are sick they try to hide right right and dante one of the places he tried to hide is there's this little lip at the front of my fridge and he would like try to force himself under the lip so that nobody could get to him kind of a thing right and i think he figured out that there's like a vent down there and it's warm so now he just sits there 
Like he doesn't, he's not trying to force himself into the hole to hide. He yeah. just sits in front of the fridge and, and just like, I want the warmth kind of a thing. Yeah, it's like a, just it's a climate thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's less like, oh, okay, well now this is great. Cause you know, we are constantly trying to get into the fridge and he's constantly <laughs> sitting in front of it. Just like, what's up? You know, right, like, right. this is my spot now. So, but yeah, he's, he's on the men. And I mean, obviously besides the, the dry food thing, you know, that he's doing good. So let's hope it continues. And, and that's it. I, I, I'm not, I'm hoping that I don't have to do another, like, Hey, here's another <laughs> depressing update. For yeah. You. We'll check in like another month. Every, we'll do a monthly update or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But before we move into our topics, we talk, we tease our topic at the end of last week's show. I want to pop this in here at the middle for anybody who might cut out early and miss the end of the episode, this weekend, May 30th, we are doing a gaming streaming night for the community. So anybody who wants to join us and have a fun part-time nerds, full-time dads, Jackbox party night, we're going to be on Twitch TV. You can come in, you can join us by playing along with us. We're going to have us there yeah, and we should clarify too. It's not going to be like the extra life stream. It's you guys can actually play the games as well. That's right. Yeah, or yeah. at least up to eight. Up to eight of you can play at any one time. Yeah. But you can be in the audience and affect the game as That's well. True. So, yes. so I mean, I mean, maybe nobody shows up, and we just ha- you and I just have a fun night streaming Twitch. But you know, whatever. I, I hope to see somebody, that, some people there. I've I've heard from a few people who said that they would like to join us. I've actually been doing a Jackbox night with friends as a on the regular on Saturday nights. So I might just suggest to them like, hey, if you still want to do this. Come join me over here because I'm right, already right. planning on doing this. So yeah, it, it should be a fun time. It's we're doing it at 8 p.m. Eastern time on May 30th. So come and join us. It'll be fun. Yeah, and we'll put the links on our Twitter and Facebook and that kind exactly. of stuff. Yeah, it'll be easy exactly. to find. Yeah, we'll be we'll be we'll make it easy for you guys to find us. Anyway, we teased on the last episode that we were going to talk about the latest and greatest when it comes to Microsoft Surface products we're gonna get into some tech news that's a little bit old at this point but you know when, when we haven't had tech news in a while so let's have some say, tech news this seems to be the name of the game for us now is hey this check out this new thing a month ago or a month yes. later <laughs> yeah yeah we're falling a little behind we're not the most topical these days but no you know. no definitely not but uh yeah no the surface products they announced i guess their 2020 lineup there's a whole pile of them. What do you want to do, Mike? You want to go through like one at a time? I yeah, guess? Go, let's go through some. Let's go through some items now. No, I, I mean maybe we should go and talk a little bit about Surface products. Like, I well, maybe I don't know. I was going to say let's talk about our experiences because I know you have a Surface and I have a Surface as well, and ours are a little different, but still. I, I'm very interested in the Surface lineup, and I'm like sitting there waiting for mine to die one day to be like, oh, nope, new Surface, you know, like- <laughs> so you can justify. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've been a big fan of the Surface stuff. It's Microsoft's not their first foray into hardware, but it's I guess Microsoft's answer to like the the Apple style design, where you you are paying for how it looks and how it it feels, you know, like if you look at like MacBooks and stuff, they are expensive because you're paying for like how it how it sits in your lap and that kind of stuff if you if you wanted something cheap that's just a rectangle you can go buy something cheaper but uh yes surface is its own beast like that but uh, i'm a big fan i i really like it all i've used the surface um how do they the surface pros i guess yeah and i've used the surface book and i'm a big fan of both i didn't know you had a surface book 
I do not. Um, but don't forget, I'm in IT, Mike. So right, right, <laughs> I touch right. these things constantly. So yeah, big fan of both of them. But I, they actually have headphones in their lineup now, which is also interesting to me. I actually saw a review that the headphones are really good. They fit, they said like supposedly the Sony there's like a Sony like three hundred and fifty dollar headphone that's like that's the headphone. If you want to spend your money on a good pair of headphones, these Sony ones are are the best. And these these Surface ones, these big Surface headphones, because they also have earbuds too, Surface buds. Yeah, that that look really weird. They're like giant coins in your ears. Oh, see, I like them, but we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, well, well, yeah. let's let's keep yeah. talking about this one. But I heard it's like a hundred dollars less than the Sony ones, and all things considered, they're very comparable spec wise. Yeah, so yeah, they're two hundred fifty dollars. This is all U.S. pricing, but yeah, they're two hundred fifty bucks. I guess the sound quality is excellent, but apparently it's just not quite as good as the Sony ones. But yeah. I've also got to imagine, you know, for most people out there, unless you're like a crazy audiophile, you likely will not notice the difference, right? And I guess the way it interacts, because the the big Surface ones have dials on the outside, like the, they call it the rings or something like that. And apparently that is a much better way to interact with your headphones than kind of the traditional like swipe the side or snap the little button that happens to be on the one ear or that kind of thing. Yeah, like they from what I've seen, they look really sharp and like the ring thing is the bit that sticks out to me as yeah. an interesting feature. So yeah, it, I think it would be really neat. And, and like I said, like they said, this reviewer that I saw who was comparing them said that basically the Surface one is like, I mean, if you got the money, get these Sony ones. But if you don't got the money, this is the probably your best option. Yeah, definitely. Here. And they come in black now this year because last year they only came in this sort of light gray <laughs> color, which I think probably turned some people away. I don't know why you would release technology that's not black on the first go around at this, this point. This is true. Right? Yeah. Okay. What do you want to talk about now? The Surface Well, you, Go? you said you wanted to go into the Buds. Oh, the Buds. Yeah, let's talk about the Buds. This is their first go at sort of the AirPod competitors, sort of the uh, those Bluetooth wireless earbud things. I I will admit they do look a little strange. It's basically like you have like a, a loony or a quarter sitting in your ear. It's just a round sort of disc. But the more I look at it, the more that kind of grows on me, Mike. The one thing that really intrigues me with these is, uh, I don't know about you, but do you like those earbuds? And I'm not talking Apple or whatever, but the ones that have like the little rubber tips that's that kind of stick in your ear canal. Do you like those ones? I have two pairs of headphones that I wear regularly. One is this big pair that I wear right here, which is yeah. my wireless headphones. And then I have another pair, which is just a regular Sony uh, earbuds, like you're mentioning with like the little rubber thing that goes into my ear they're just little buds yeah but they're they're not wireless or anything they're still wired i only use them when i'm like walking around the house cleaning or something like that. yeah yeah they're just kind of you chuck them in your pocket and you use them when you need to i have never liked the rubber tipped ones and i don't know if it's just my ears or whatever but they never seem to fit properly and i don't know they always make my ears super uncomfortable so these surface ones are more like the the original apple ones where they just sort of 
kind of like rest in the ear. There's no rubber tip or anything like that. So that kind of immediately intrigued me. But the big selling point, Mike, is the swipe gestures and stuff on these because you can. Um, yeah, because it's on the flat piece. It, it is. Yeah, it's literally just a flat piece and you can like swipe forward, swipe back. And I guess you can customize what all the buttons and do. Or it's not buttons, but like gestures can do. One of the most entertaining examples that they did is it works with office products, Mike. So they have somebody giving a PowerPoint presentation and in order to advance the presentation, they tap their earbud and the PowerPoint slide goes to the next slide. So not exactly sure how often you'll use that particular feature, but uh, they do look pretty good. I'm I'm waiting to see a couple of reviews on them from uh, the reviewers that I like to trust. But I don't know. What, what What's your thought on these things? I don't know. I, I, I feel like. In that one, because I, I watched The Verge, that's who I watched the review of, or not the review, but the preview of it. Yeah. And and it was kind of like, well, that's weird looking. And then I went and I started doing something and it was just kind of on in the background. So like, I don't, outside of the gestures and stuff, I don't really know too much about it. I'm right. not like, if if I have to, I'm not really a bud person. Like, the, th- this is easy for me. I just put it on and it's there and I don't have to do anything with yeah. it. And it tends to stay there when I shake my head kind of a thing, you know? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really on the fence because I've started leaning towards, especially since all this coronavirus stuff has come around. And my workflow at home now is carry around my little wireless earbuds in my pocket all the time. And if I get a phone call, I can just plug it into my phone and I have the conversation while still maintaining both hands to catch Ben from jumping off the fireplace or whatever. Of right? course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole concept of having earbuds, but like wireless earbuds, whether it's the AirPods or something else, have become more and more interesting to me and more and more intriguing because all of a sudden now I have a use case for them. You know, I, I like going for walks and stuff, and especially in the winter. And I, I'm like you. I like those over-the-ear headphones the best. But when you've got like a toucan and all that type of stuff, it's a they're kind of a pain in the ass or you have like a hood or whatever. So the idea that I could just pop in these wireless ones, you know, it's, they're starting to get a little more interesting to me and the prices, they are expensive, but they're not crazy expensive. I think they're like 200 bucks, 150 or $200, something like that. Right. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I've started talking about it. So the way it works for me is probably in like nine months, I'll just finally pull the trigger. On of course. It. Of course. <laughs> you you got to do, do your research. Right? I, I stew and I research technology way too often or like way too much, Mike. But Well, I, I, I'm right there with you. When I bought these headphones, if you remember, I talked about them on the show. I sat on like, what do I want? Because I, I, these the whole reason I bought these ones is because they came with a USB-C adapter that yeah. you can plug into my Switch. And I was like, this. there was this whole thing where I'm like, do I just buy a Bluetooth USB-C adapter to plug into my Switch and, and buy Bluetooth headphones? And, but then I'm paying more money and blah, 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 blah. Like, this has been a great solution for me. Like, really, there's nothing. The only thing that this doesn't work with me like wirelessly for is like my PlayStation Vita is the only thing that I can't use it wirelessly right. with, which is, which is fine. You know, like I, I did like using Bluetooth with my Vita, but again, I mean, my Vita was my, I'm playing this on the bus thing and I'm not on buses anymore these days. <laughs> no, no. So uh, I'm not really in the use, in the use case for Bluetooth headphones for the, for the bus anymore or for my Vita anymore kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But, it's funny because actually I was I was looking and there was a Best Buy sale the other day and the other headphones that I was debating besides these ones were on sale for cheaper than I bought these headphones. And I was just like, 
uh, damn, I could have waited and got that. But the thing <laughs> yeah. was, it, it's like four months later, right? Like four months. Oh, no, I know. I and know. I'm like, I've been using these for four months and I've been really happy with these. And then I see this and I'm just like, oh, damn. You can never price watch with technology. Once you buy it, the price is now, that's the price it will always be forever in your mind. You could never go and check. Well, the thing was, is I didn't even like, I wasn't even looking for these headphones. It just showed up on some Best Buy sale. I was actually looking at keyboards because I'm, I'm debating buying a new keyboard because the one I have here sucks. Oh, yeah. Like it's not on the topic, but my keyboard sucks. I've been debating between a mechanical keyboard and a regular keyboard, and I'm still have no idea. What Do I not want. debate mechanical all the way. Okay. All well, right. Solve that problem for you, Mike. <laughs> tell you what, I'll, I'll see if I can find that if that sale is still on because there was a couple choices oh, that I was, okay. I was mulling over kind of a thing. But anyway, Surface products. Yes. Let's go in. Let's go in to the Surface Go. Well, well we, we, could, we could go to the Surface Go, Mike, because it's the go to. There you go. I mean, uh, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a master like you are, but I'm learning. I'm learning, you know. I don't, I don't know. That was a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. <laughs> but yeah, the Surface Go 2. I actually had my eye on the Surface Go, the original, like pretty heavily because my Surface, as I said, I have a Surface and I'm kind of like, when it dies, I'll just get another Surface. Yeah. I have a Surface Pro 2. I believe they're on the 6 now. Uh, Yeah, 6 or 7th, maybe. Yeah. So you can, it's been a while since I've had a Surface. And and the go when it originally popped up, it was like, oh, okay, this is like, this is a price point that I can afford, kind of a thing. When when they first announced the go, kind of a thing, because like when I bought my pro, my pro two, I didn't realize it at the time. I was buying the pro for as cheap as I bought it because the pro three was about to launch, right? Or or it had just launched and they were clearing out their twos because I remember buying it. And even at the store, the guy was like, you're getting this for how much? Like I bought it from the source. And the guy at the store, when he saw how much it rang out, was like, what? <laughs> like he, was, <laughs> he was very surprised. Yeah, that's how you know you got a good deal, right? Yeah. So, But but looking at the Surface Go price, it's much more comparable to to what I paid for the, the Pro 2. So it, it was really what I've been looking at because I've been paying attention to, you know, the other surfaces and I'm like, oh, these are very nice and thin. And because because the two is like the last fat, fat one, you know, like they start getting really thin. Yeah. After the two, they got real nice. Yeah. I had the three for a long time as my driver at work uh, and I really liked it. The only reason I got rid of it is I didn't like the flappy keyboard. Um, and for somebody like me, I'm typing a lot, so it wasn't working for my workflow. But for you, for you, mostly for art and stuff, it'd be perfect. It was great. Like I used it, I would go on the train and I would draw on the train with it. And yeah. the the original Pro 2 that I had, the, like even the original Pro was the same. It was very much a widescreen monitor. It was a 16 by 9 mm-hmm. shape. And like that's great for watching movies, but for as using it as like an art tablet kind of a thing, it wasn't the greatest, you know? Yeah. Because because the newer models are all like mostly like, oh, this is more like the size of a piece of paper. So it, it made more sense. I was going to say a lot of them now are the three by two aspect ratio. That seems to be where, where a lot of these tablets and a lot of the laptops are going now, you know, because it, it's kind of a better use of space. And now we don't need to have bezels on everything anymore. Do you know the difference between the Go and the Pro? Like, do you know what the difference is? Or is it just have they kind of axed the Pro line and the Go is the new... 
It's no, there's still, I believe there's still the, the pro line, yeah. but the difference is it's, it's just the guts. Like the, the, the go is smaller. I believe it's between 10 and 13 is the sizing. Yeah. I think it's a uh, 10 and a half. It's 10 and yeah, a half. It's, inch, like, yeah. it's, it's 10 and a half. And then the pro is a 13 and a half. Yes. Yeah, so, okay, so it's, it's literally the screen size. Okay. Yeah. And, and the guts are a little less impressive than the pro, like the pro can like, I'm not the, the best when it comes to CPU guts, yeah. but I know I know that the pro guts are better than the go guts kind of a thing. All right. That's good. That's good. It does look good. I, you know, th- that was the, the Surface Go and the Pro line is definitely the one that got me hooked on the Surface stuff to begin with because it was so radically different from everything else. You know, like obviously the obvious comparison is the i uh, the iPad Pro lineup but to me it's not the same like the surface goes and pros are actual computers that you use as a tablet whereas the ipad pros are tablets that are supposedly you know computer-esque right but you know everybody i've seen use it it's still just a big ipad it's really not that great of a computer replacement so if you're looking for kind of like an all-in-one thing those goes are amazing yeah like the the thing that I really liked about having my pro is that I could run the same art program at home that I use on the surface. So like the same like Windows 10 program would yeah, work exactly. on both devices. And I would literally just, you know, like copied my settings and pasted them and, and things would just go. I, I, everything synced to my overdrive and then it would just, oh, I could just pick up right where I left off when I got home <laughs> kind of a thing. It was great. Well, I loved that's, it. That's good. Uh, and then obviously the last one is the Surface Book 3. The Surface Books, have you have you ever used the book at all, I've Mike? I've not. The, the book I've looked at and I look at it and I go, that looks really expensive. And then I just kind of tune it out kind of a thing. They are very expensive, but they are awesome. So what it is, is it is a two-in-one, but you don't fold the this you know the keyboard and the monitor in some sort of weird configuration. You can literally eject the monitor from the key, the, the keyboard, and and they'll become two distinct pieces. What's really cool about the Surface Book is that the keyboard houses more processing power, more battery life, and a dedicated graphics card. So if you want to use it and get like all the power and stuff available. You hook the keyboard on and the computer becomes much more powerful. If you just want it for like a tablet to sort of throw on your lap and watch a movie or maybe do some artwork or, you know, kind of tablet-y things, you can pop that off, get a lesser powerful device, but it saves you from having to buy like an iPad or something on the side to do the same sort of thing, right? Or maybe a Go on the side. It is a very well-built machine. The ones that I've seen, I think the, the the books twos and the book ones are, are very well built. I would say my only real knock against the book three is it's exactly the same as the one and the two in terms of sort of the physical look of everything. Like the touchpad is very small. You know, admittedly, it's a touch screen, so you're not going to use the touchpad as often. But, you know, compared to like a MacBook or something like that, where the touchpad is like the size of, you know, an eight by 11 sheet of paper. You know, you feel like they would probably try to catch up or something like like that in that regard. But uh, that's really my only knock against it is it just kind of looks like the same old, same old, right? You know, they they probably need to refresh it when the book four comes out. Right. You know, it's funny because when it comes to Surface, the one thing that has always been funny to me, like the takeaway that I've had from using a Surface for a while. Yeah. Is 
the service ruined laptops for me, like completely. And not in the sense of like, oh, I'll never use a laptop again. It's that now every device that I touch is is a touchscreen, but it's not. You know, like yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I, my laptop, my work laptop is right here, and mainly because of the way that we we're, we're working right now, and this is also how I use it at work. Is when I'm in the office, is I plug in monitors to it, and I use it like it's a desktop, but it's just it's just a laptop, right? Well, then. I take it off, you know, I, I just unplug the monitors and I'm using it as a laptop and suddenly my brain's like touch device and it's not <laughs> like, well, and it's awesome. Like, I, cause I agree with you. The surface pro three, when I used, it, I used it for maybe two or three years, ruined it for the exact same reason. Cause I got so used to typing. And then instead of going down to the touchpad, I went up to the screen and tapped the, you know, the prompt that had popped up or hit the save button or whatever. And then I switched from the Surface Pro 3 to the Dell XPS 13, which is an amazing laptop, Mike. I, I do not want to knock it at all. But I didn't buy the touchscreen version because, you know, it added like 450 bucks. And I figured the company probably would shit themselves if I spent that much money on a laptop. And I that is the one thing I deeply regret. And, and going forward, I will never buy another laptop that doesn't have a touchscreen for that reason. My last work laptop had a touchscreen, but it was like it crapped out. And then we got a new laptop and it doesn't. So now I'm right back to the same like, oh, damn it. Yeah. Right back to it. Well, it's just so much easier. Like if there's a little window that pops up and you just need to say yes or no, you know, going down to your touchpad and kind of where's my where's my cursor? Okay, I got to find it and I got to scroll is a pain in the ass versus just going boop, (laughs) you know, and getting rid of it. It was funny because I was talking to my boss about surfaces, too. And I was talking to him about how I need a new laptop. And he was telling me that he has a Surface 4. And I was just like, I really hope this is going in towards me getting a Surface for work. And right. It wasn't. <laughs> sadly, it was, no, sadly, no. No, no. The, the guy, the, one of the guys I work with, he, he became the guy who, who got to pick my laptop for me. And because uh, I do audio processing stuff, he picked something that had some beefy guts just so that it would do some. Like, I, I have a ridiculous gaming laptop. I, you know what I play on this? Jackbox. That's all I play uh, yeah. on. Yeah. Well, it's because so, it's a work machine, Mike. That would be irresponsible. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, we do our work nights, our, our Thursday night work oh, nights. Oh, that's true. It's part of your workflow now. It's part that's of our right. workflow yeah. now. So, so that's why I play Jackbox games on my laptop. So. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. And then other than that, they released uh, a couple of new docking stations, which, woo, how exciting. You know, everything's got a docking station now. It's true. The only thing I will say about the docking station is, did you ever see the docking stations for the original Surface Pros? I think up until the third one. Yeah, I wanted one. Yeah, I wanted the original one because it made it like a little desktop with like the thing that you stuck into it. it w- but it was m- monstrous. It's it's basically literally the same size as the keyboard or as the actual device, except you sort of slide it in and then slam it shut from the sides, like you're kind of locking this like briefcase together. But it was huge. Like it is genuinely huge for such a small device. And now they've gone to more like the standard style brick docking station. So yeah, I I appreciate that a little bit more. At the time, I liked the other one, but yes, yeah. Now now I'm at a point where I appreciate because I, I have a docking station here that I have my my monitors plugged into and and like you know USB keyboard and stuff like that is all plugged into that. But now I I, I do appreciate that 
version of docking station. But I remember at the time being like, no, this is, I want one of these. And I remember looking everywhere. Like I was on like eBay and like Kijiji and stuff to see if somebody was trying to get rid of one so I could get one super cheap and stuff. Never, never found one. They were really expensive too. They're like $300 for those things. Yeah. One thing I will say though, that I found out about the surface was the keyboards are not at least the old ones, the, the twos keyboard, not a good keyboard. It uh, it fell apart. Like it might not fall apart, fall apart. But uh, the 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 hinge that that you hook it on with. Oh, okay. Yeah. After after using it a certain amount of times, just it's just done. Yeah, they they upgraded the keyboard style. Oh God, I don't know around the fifth iteration of it. Yeah. So it's a lot less flappy, <laughs> and the the keys themselves are much better. The funny thing is, is my my pro now because the keyboard died. I actually ended up having to buy a Surface Pro 3 keyboard yeah. to work with it. Like I found a Surface Pro key, 3 keyboard on like super clearance because like they were way past the 3 at this point. Right. And it was like, it works with the Surface 2. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Well, I my thir- Surface keyboard is dead. So I'll get the 3. It doesn't fit. Like the, the shape is entirely different. And so it doesn't do the... You know, like the you just close it and it puts the oh, thing the to nice sleep. like magnet close. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't do that because the shape is entirely different. But it is a working keyboard that that hooks into it just fine. Exactly, so, better than nothing, right? Exactly. It, my old keyboard didn't work, but it put it to sleep when I closed it. Like, <laughs> what's more important, a working keyboard or it's sleeping? Yes, exactly. You can always go to start menu and sleep. That's right. It's true. But I, I love the trend, and this is kind of goes beyond just the surface stuff. But I love the trend of all the laptops nowadays essentially abolishing the bezels so now it's just the screen like so the, the xps 13 and 15s uh from dell which are my favorite computers um their bezel is like an eighth of an inch thick and they've gotten rid of like the the chin bar that a lot of laptops used to have so it's just all screen which is such a good use of space so i think it makes the aspect ratio like 16 by 10 or something like that but uh you know give you a little bit more vertical space for now nice Sounds sounds impressive and fun and all sorts of things. Yeah. Let's let's all save our money and buy fun and exciting devices for ourselves. <laughs> That's right. Or convince your your work to buy one for you. Because they are exceptional devices. Yeah, that's definitely it. Okay, well, I think that's a good chat about the surface there. Yeah. We we, we went uh our, our our length of time. Yeah, we did. Yeah. But I think before we go, I'm going to do one more quick reminder for all those people who listened to halfway through the show and completely forgot. This Saturday, we are doing a fun Jackbox game night with you, the community. So come on out to Twitch TV and watch us play. You can join in, play along with us. You can be in the audience if it's all full. We're going to have a good time. We're going to be there at 8 p.m. May 30th Eastern time. And yeah, that's it. I just wanted to throw that out one more time. We'll see you there. If you're not there, then burn in hell. I don't know. <laughs> Such enthusiasm, Mike. Well, hey, whatever. Show up, I guess. Show up. It's if you don't show fun. up, go f*** yourself. <laughs> 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 and on that note, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, 
iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get all of us, let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong. You can send an email to the dads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I am Chris. And we'll talk to you again uh, soon.